It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Panthers, your daily Carolina Panthers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, as always, Julian Council. Talking Carolina Panthers with you every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday as we are in the midst of Carolina Panthers training camp. One week in, seven practices down. To check out all the episodes here on Locked On Panthers, make sure to watch and subscribe to our Locked On Panthers YouTube channel. You can also check us out wherever you get your podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and all the rest. Just be sure to rate, review, and subscribe so you don't miss a single episode of the show. And be sure to follow me, Julian Council, on Twitter, at Julian Council. Very easy. Just at me, at Julian Council, or DM me, at Julian Council, to participate in our weekly Friday mailbag. And by the way, tomorrow is Friday, so go ahead and get those questions into me right now as you're watching or listening to the show so I can get those out there and answer them tomorrow afternoon and that's usually when I record it um, around four o'clock on Thursday so that's kind of the deadline get those questions into me and if you're ever late for a question I might incorporate into a show like I did on Monday with a few questions I didn't get in on time or I'll just answer it the following week but things are changing every day at Carolina Panthers training camp and by the way today's episode of Locked On Panthers is sponsored by BetterHelp it's not a crisis line it's not self-help it's professional therapy done securely online available to people worldwide and they have a special offer for my listeners that means you you get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash locked on. That's betterhelp.com slash locked on for 10% off your first month with better help. But as I was saying, it is uh we're week we're weekend to the Carolina Panthers training camp down at Wofford College in Spartanburg. We're all excited, we're all happy that football is almost here. And Thursday night, we'll have the Hall of Fame game. I don't know who's playing in the Hall of Fame game. I'm also not going to watch the Hall of Fame game. Maybe maybe I'll tune in for just a little bit just to get a little bit of that smack that we call football here in America. But right now, I'm just like, ugh, I need actual games. And I tell you this, like, I'm excited that we at least have things to talk about. There's actual news. But in a, in a way, though, there's really not too much that we're getting out of these training camp uh, practices so far as far as actual answers to what this team might look like. like. Matt Rule, as he does every day, spoke to the media on Wednesday, and he was asked about, hey, you guys uh, looking like you're going to be able to stop the run this year? And he says, I don't really know yet. We're going to have to see what we look like in uh, the scrimmage on Saturday in the ensuing weeks before I can really answer that question. And people ask Matt Rule, like, hey, uh, who's going to be the starting quarterback? I'm not trying to rush into – any decision I'm going to drag my feet on this is basically what he said, not verbatim, but what he said and pretty much what he's doing. And when it comes to other competitions, like at center between Bradley Bozeman and Pat Elfline, he's just going to let all that stuff kind of play out right now, which means that we all have to sit here and be patient. And I hate that. You get to this point of the year, you're ready for football to be here, you're happy that it's back in a way, 
But then it's like, well, we're not going to set the depth chart just yet. We don't have our first personnel meeting until Thursday when I'm going to sit with my coaches and Scott Fitterer, which is today. And I'll have a walkthrough on Thursday. They're not off, but they'll have a walkthrough. The media won't be there. There won't be any media session, all that kind of stuff. But what they usually do is they get out there 8 o'clock or so, have the walkthrough, then they practice at 8.30 and get out of the heat by about noon. And then some guys go to do press conferences. The rest just go out there and hang out in Wofford in their uh, beautiful, luxurious, uh, luxurious, excuse me, um, dorms there at Wofford College, which I've seen before because I did tour that school way back in the day. Never win, of course, Elon alum. Uh, so that's really what we got going on. Not a whole lot. Um, but I think the only thing you can really take away from what Matt Rule said, and by the way, Chris McCaffrey and Matt Iodidas both took vet days to rest. Iodidas, the uh, first-year Panther after spending the majority or the beginning of his career with the Washington uh, Redskins, then football team, now commanders. He was maybe a commander for even like 10 minutes uh, before coming here to Carolina. And McCaffrey, as, you know, as we all know, the Carolina Panthers are trying to be careful with him and find a way to uh, keep him healthy through this 17-game season upcoming here in 2022. Really, the the only takeaway from what Matt Rule had to say, and we'll get into the Icky Iquanu of it all, as that was a conversation that we had the other day, heard from Taylor Moten also about Icky and his development, and there might be a parallel between those two and a good reason why Carolina Panther fans might be able to just sit back for a second, take a deep breath, and not be too concerned about whether Icky's going to start week one or not. In due time, as I told you the other day, It'll work out, but I'm going to talk about that here in just a moment. But really, for Matt Rule, and this is kind of a lesson for all of us, as like he's not going to rush into any decisions. Like this is a important third year. He's talked about how he has a staff finally the way he wants it to be, and he was told by coaches before that usually takes two to three years to have the staff in the right position in the right spot for you to go out there and compete. When he came here back in 2020, we looked at the division. We knew that Drew Brees was eventually going to leave New Orleans. We figured that Tom Brady would retire at some point. He did retire, then he decided to come back. In Tampa, at the very least, the Buccaneers have lost three of their starting offensive linemen from a year ago. Now that Ryan Jensen apparently is going to be out for the season, unfortunately, they're centered down there at Tampa. They have a new head coach as Bruce Arians retired, and now Todd Bowles is the, HC, is the head coach up there or down there uh, geographically in Tampa Bay. So there's there's been some change, and Sean Payton is no longer with the New Orleans Saints. I don't think that was something that we thought was going to happen back in 2020. But back when Matt Rule was hired, the thought process, I think for any reasonable Carolina Panthers fan, was that it was going to take some time. That year one, no expectations. Again, don't understand why a lot of people got as upset as they did about Teddy Bridgewater being Teddy Bridgewater. Either way, year two, started off great. The expectations, though, weren't necessarily that high. There was an expectation to be better then 5-11 and 11, and not to lose seven straight games at the end of the season after getting back to 5-5 five and five and having Cam Newton briefly bring back the rays of sunshine and uh, I guess the pride to the Carolinas. Last season should have been better. But really, going back to 2020 in January when he was hired, the expectation was come year three, that needs to be the time where the Carolina Panthers are ready to compete in the NFC South. And I look at the injury to Jensen – as on Wednesday, we celebrated Tom, Thomas Edward Patrick Brady Jr.'s birthday, the greatest living American, whatever. I look at Tampa Bay and what they lost now on the offensive line. So three new starters on the O-line this year. Chris Godwin, he's got to come back from a knee injury. Yeah, they brought in Julio Jones. Just look at what Julio Jones has done the last couple of years. He's way out of his prime. Don't expect him to be a threat. Lenny, playoff Lenny, Leonard Fournette showed up. Not in shape. We'll see how that works out the rest of the season. I'm sure it'll be just fine. 
But Tampa Bay, to me, can be susceptible to not winning the division this year. And what Carolina has, working with them with Baker, and a connection he's has with these receivers early on so far in training camp. And Robbie Anderson spoke to the media today, or on, on Wednesday as well, and talked about you know, that, throw, that, that play that they had on Tuesday. Uh, there is something here, man. And I understand, in a way, why Matt Rule is not trying to rush to make any decision on a depth chart. Because there actually are decisions to make. Like, on the offensive line, we all know how we want it to look like. And we know how it's likely going to shape up. But they do have depth. At corner, past the top three guys that we talked about yesterday, in particular C.J. Henderson and his emergence, there is some quality depth back there, and there's some quality competition. There's a competition at long snapper. There's competition throughout the roster, which has allowed this organization, and Matt Rule in particular, to actually take their time and evaluate what's right there in front of them. Now, some of them will be obvious. And I want to be confident that he'll make the right decisions. They might not work out the way you want them to immediately, but in time, it will all work out. So to me, looking at the rest of the division and what recent years happened in Tampa Bay, I can understand why Matt Rule can have the patience of waiting to make decisions. You're only a week in to training camp anyways. You don't need to put out a depth chart today. You don't need to put one out. Today, tomorrow, or well, maybe next week, we'll find out just based off of what it looks like when they go up to Washington for the first preseason game. So for me, listen to Matt Rule on Wednesday. The only takeaway I have is he's not in a rush. He's going to let it play out. He feels good about his team. I feel good about this team. And I look around. Atlanta's not going to be a threat. New Orleans, they're gettable. And Tampa, they don't look like the world beaters like they were last season. And even the year before, when they didn't even win the division, but did win the Super Bowl. Now, there's one other thing to take away from what Matt Rule had to say over on Wednesday down in Wofford. Uh, it was about Ike Aquanu. I said to y'all the other day, we got to be patient with the offensive line. Like, there's a lot of competition there. And Ike, in particular, is one guy that we got to be patient about. And if you look at how things are trending for him right now, you might be able to compare that to the Carolina Panthers' right tackle, Taylor Moten, the leader of that room. We heard from Moten and Matt Rule and Ike Iquano. We'll talk about that here in just a moment on Locked On Panthers. If you haven't tried the Built Bar Puffs yet, you are depriving yourself of one of life's greatest joys. And guess what? There's a new flavor ready. Delicious, indulgent cookie dough covered in chocolate. That's right. Built has done it yet again. Let me introduce you to your new favorite flavor in my New favorite flavor, cookie dough chunk puffs. They have a light and chewy texture, real cookie dough chunks, and of course, they're covered in 100% real chocolate. All the joys of eating cookie dough without the hassle of making it, plus it's healthy for you. Cookie dough chunk puffs are only 160 calories, and they have a whopping 15 grams of protein in them. Run! Don't walk to Built.com to snag a box for you and your family. It will be the perfect treat, or you could find a really good hiding place and just hoard them all for yourself like I do back at my home. I also live by myself, so it's very easy to do that. Either way, go to Built.com right now and use promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your first order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off your first order at Built.com. 
We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Any of y'all who watched me the night the Carolina Panthers drafted Iki Aquanu saw that I was damn near brought to tears. That the organization finally did what I have been banging the table for them to do for years in drafting a left tackle in Iki, a hometown kid, might have gone NC State, whatever. Dave Dorn's done a great job producing NFL talent in the last couple years, but I was stoked. I was just so happy that Icky was here. And from that moment, my thought was, all right, let's think about what this offensive line is going to look like. Icky at left tackle, Brady Christensen at left guard, Bradley Bozeman at center, right guard Austin Corbett, Taylor Moten at right tackle. But apparently, Matt Rule hit the brakes real hard on that as far as jumping to that conclusion. And he is the head coach. It is his job to evaluate and to allow these guys to actually earn their position. But as podcast host, someone who covers the team, and as fans like y'all listening, we like to get a little bit ahead of ourselves and just dream of the scenario of an offensive line that has two bookend tackles that actually don't suck. Wow, that can happen here in Carolina. But the problem is, though, it might not happen right away as far as the combination of Icky at left and Taylor Moten at right tackle. Matt Rule kind of set us up for that back during mandatory minicamp. Back in June, and then even so far down in training camp, we've seen that as Brady Christensen, the man that people were begging them to play last year at left tackle, has been starting with the first team there at left tackle. And if you watch the, a video of him and Brian Burns at the Panthers social media team put out on Wednesday, he's been holding his own. And that's not really surprising because Brady was a lot better at left tackle than everyone else. Now, pro football focus, which again is not the gospel, might not have graded him that high. He certainly was not worse than Cam Irving was at all last season um, Last season uh, at left tackle. So that's just been the situation so far. You got Michael Jordan there at left guard and at center. Bozeman now mixing in more with the ones as he competes with Pat Elfline. If anything, like the left guard, like I said the other day, like Michael Jordan, really, that's what we're trying to do with that. They understand, like, I don't know. It is confusing to have two Michael Jordans in town, but especially one that's playing on the offensive line with the Carolina Panthers and probably is not the best option there at left guard. Now, Matt Rule is trying to get this through my head and to all of our heads right now. And I understand how y'all feel about Matt Rule, and I actually listened to him on the radio the other day, and I actually appreciate what he said. It's like, when he was asked about how fans feel about him, he's like, yeah, that's their right to feel. That's my fault, because we haven't won enough. So until we start winning, then fans are going to feel that way. Fans are a fickle bunch. If we're all being honest with ourselves, you hate him now, but if he goes to the playoffs when he's Super Bowl this year, you're going to love him then. Or maybe you're going to really dig your heels in and still not like the guy. Either way, I appreciated him saying that and recognizing that this is on him. The failures of this team are on him. And he has always been able to take the blame. I know there's people out there going to say, no, he didn't do that. Okay, are you really listening or are you just mad? Uh, either way, he came out there and talked about Icky and said to me, Icky's a rookie. He's got to earn everything he gets, and he has a long way to go. The Carolina Panthers, who drafted Icky sixth overall, they don't 
have a plan to not play the guy. He's going to be the long-term option at left tackle eventually. They just want this to be a meritocracy, even though the politics and the financials of it are going to force them at some point in time to put him out there on the field. They know that. They just want him to earn it first. And I understand that. It's a novel concept. In a way, it's a little bit naive and foolish, but that's what they're doing. Taylor Moulton, though, did mention that coming from the ACC, and he played in the MAC, and he talked about how when you're big and strong at that level, especially at the MAC, the Mid-American Conference, if you guys don't know, at Western Michigan, you can just use your size and bully guys. Any Icky, any ACC, still a good conference. He got to play. He had to play against Clemson. A lot of dudes on that team. They're gonna get get an opportunity. I don't think he played Pitt last year. They have a lot of great defensive linemen. Like there's good players. <coughs> Excuse me in that conference. But really, technique is not something that matters that much in college. So he's able to overpower players. I'm not trying to say his technique is bad. It's just one thing that he has to learn. And back when you're in college, you have school and football. Now you're a professional. Now you have to be working on your craft at all times. And Taylor Moten is going to be there to help mentor him. And there's a similarity between Moten, his start here in Carolina, and, Bra- and um, not Brady, but uh, Iki Kwanu's start here in Carolina. Remember, Taylor Moten didn't start a single game his rookie year back in 2017 with the Carolina Panthers. Who was starting then at right tackle? Daryl Williams. We look back at Daryl Williams as someone who was a turnstile left tackle playing out of position. But that 2017 season, by the way, the last time the Carolina Panthers went to the playoffs and had an offensive line that wasn't complete trash, uh, he was a second-team All-Pro. And the Panthers went to the playoffs. So I know that that season there was a lot of angst about why is Moat not playing when you looked at Matt Khalil, who was the big-time free agent signing by then-general manager Marty Herney, and he was struggling at left tackle. And people were like, why don't you play Taylor Moten there at left tackle? We did later find out, though, that we were wrong. Taylor Moten's not a left tackle. He's a right tackle. And once he got the opportunity to be a right tackle and took over Daryl Williams' spot, he has not given it up. My, matter of fact, he started every single game since 2018 on the offensive line. Hasn't started every game at right tackle, but he started every single game since 2018. It took a year. He got prepared, and he went out there, and he has been a stud. Hasn't been an all-pro, hasn't been a pro bowler, and he talked about that on Wednesday as he was asked by the media. He said, I'm not focused on that. I'm focused on bringing a ring back to the Carolinas, and the first time I start focusing on those individual accolades is when I'm going to lose focus on what I really need to do, and that's protecting the quarterback, going out there and mauling my guy in front of me, and, of course, bringing the Lombardi Trophy back home to Charlotte. That's what he's focused on. But you look at that. like He clearly had talent. Second-round pick. Not a top 10 pick either way, but he clearly had talent. Icky clearly has talent. They just don't want to throw him out there immediately. And they have options in front of him that are actually pretty good. Like Brady Christensen seems like he could do this job this upcoming season at left tackle. It's weird that they had the whole arm link thing. Now with James Camp here, the new offensive line coach, that does not seem to be a concern at all. And I'm not saying that Icky should or will set out the entire season, because that's just not going to happen unless he gets injured. But with Taylor Moten mentoring him, along with James Camp in there on the offensive line as the coach, he has plenty of mentorship and will be a major factor at some point this season. It might not be week one, and that doesn't trouble me that much just thinking about who's on the other side across from him. But in due time, he will be there. It is 
a little confusing when you look at the other competitions going on. Like, you feel fine with Brady Christensen at left tackle. You feel good about it, probably. And then at center, Bozeman's going to win that. It's like the left guard thing is what confuses me. But the way I'm trying to think about what's going through their heads right now is they're cool with having a not, they don't want to have a rookie there at left tackle day one. They're cool with having Brady there at left tackle. Then they like the veteran presence that they're going to get at left guard, whether it be Michael Jordan or Pat Elfline or Bradley Bozeman. And then what they're going to get at center with a veteran in either Bozeman or Elfline. Like they apparently would rather go with veterans than to start day one of Icky at left tackle. And that's not really dissimilar from anyone else out there in the National Football League. Especially when Ron Rivera was here and he was here back with Taylor Moten and people were yelling at Ron to go out there and do this and do that. It sounded like Ron actually did the right thing that, that season, and the team had success that year. I think eventually Matt Rule will do the right thing. So I just think for us, all of us out there, me included, who are excited about Icky, want to see him out there and play, we just got to remain patient. It's going to work itself out. The offensive line situation is the best it's been, again, since like 2017, and probably better even than that season, as there's some real quality depth on this O-line, and we're sitting here clamoring for a rookie top 10 pick to play and we don't even know how he's going to actually fare in the NFL. That's just kind of how much talent this team has right now. So I'm excited to see what Icky looks like, but I appreciate what ha- what he has in Taylor Moten and James Camp and even Matt Rule looking out for the best for his best interests, allowing him to learn his technique, come along slowly, and then in due time, he will be that guy. So there's a lot of similarities to when Moten came in and when Icky came in. If Icky can have the same impact that Moten's had, but a little bit earlier, the Carolina Panthers should be set for a while there at both tackle positions. So the Panthers will be off at least if no longer will not off. They won't have shoulder pads on on Thursday of the walkthrough and all that kind of stuff. Scrimmage, though, coming up on Saturday. We'll talk about some things that I'm interested to see once that happens Saturday afternoon over at Wofford. We'll talk about that here in just a moment on Locked on Panthers. Life is full of twists and turns, and it's important to show up for yourself through it all. BetterHelp Online Therapy will assess your needs and can match you with your own licensed professional therapist in less than 48 hours. It's been a crazy last couple of years. I know people are going through a lot, and it's never a bad time to go out there and find somebody to talk to. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's professional therapy done securely online available to people worldwide you can log into your account anytime and send a message to your therapist you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions so you don't have to be on camera if you don't want to and getting therapy every week is as easy as a few clicks on your laptop or phone with therapy sometimes it can take a few tries to find the right fit for you BetterHelp makes it easy on you and free to change a therapist if needed. It's more affordable than traditional offline therapy and financial aid is available. BetterHelp is a great way to invest in yourself. In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp that they're recruiting additional therapists in all 50 states. And they have a special offer for my listeners. That means you listening and watching the show right now. You can get 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com slash locked on. That's 10% off your first month of online therapy at BetterHelp.com slash locked on. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, Look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. 
If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. As Matt Rule mentioned on Wednesday when speaking to the media, the Carolina Panthers will not be in pads on Thursday as they will go through a walkthrough and prepare themselves for a scrimmage over on Saturday at Wofford. Of course, they'll be back in pads on Friday morning and afternoon, but the real scrimmage will take place on Saturday before having another day off on Sunday and allowing guys to get back home if they want to here in Charlotte. And here's what I really want to see in This is the first true scrimmage that they've had this season. And having the pads on is important. This is where you're going to get to see more about the offensive line competition. We we talk about Icky. We talk about Brady. We want to see Icky there. We would love to see Brady slide in or have Icky slide in. Hell, who cares? Just get those two guys both on the field at the same time. That's when guys can start separating. Matt Rule's talking about how he wants to be patient. I understand he's afforded that patience to do that just based off of the depth that they actually have on this roster compared to the last couple years. They haven't had as much talent, as much depth on the roster as they do now. So I can understand where he's coming from. And they're going to have their first personnel meeting today on Thursday, and they're going to figure out who slots in where, where they're trying to prepare guys for next Saturday when they head up to Washington to face Ron Rivera and the now Washington Commanders for the first preseason game and what that's going to look like. But for now, they need to figure out where guys slot in. And I'm excited to see what the offensive line competition looks like when they actually are going ones versus ones, hat on a hat, down there at Wofford. Especially, too, at wide receiver, we've heard a lot about C.J. Henderson. We've heard a lot about what Dante Jackson's done. And there's some guys who are banged up, like Duke Dawson, who was just signed last Friday to fill the spot that Rashawn Melvin um, left open once he retired. He was in a red jersey. Keith Taylor's in a red jersey. Great opportunity for Stan Thomas Oliver, Kalen Barnes, Chris Westry, those three guys to show that they can step up and be quality players. And even Miles Hartsfield as well, who I, who I assume will probably step into that nickel role with J.C. Horn likely still going to be sidelined come Saturday during that, that uh, scrimmage. But those three... I mentioned Westry, Barnes, uh, Thomas Oliver. That's their chance now to kind of take that next step as they have two guys who are vying for those positions alongside them in that cornerback room. You look at quarterback as well. This is the time. We, we heard from um, Ellis Williams from the Charlotte Observer. I talked about that yesterday with his, his um, writing in the Observer about how it looked like Baker Mayfield had strung together back-to-back winning days when comparing him to Sam Darnold, who he's also competing with in his quarterback competition, and that the separation might be beginning. And if you really want to see the separation, go out there and play your tail off on Saturday and then watch Sam Darnold. I imagine that both those guys will both be playing with the ones on Saturday afternoon and that they'll both be trying to, of course, find a way to show that they are the guy who should be taking his first snap at least next Saturday night against Washington. But, of course, week one against the uh, Cleveland Browns. That's something I'm interested to see. The long snapper competition finally got someone who answered, asked about that. Live reps, that's what's going to matter. And last season, Thomas Fletcher was abysmal when it came to them, and J.J. Jansen had no issues at all. I've already come out there and said that for Matt Rule to save face or anything, he needs Thomas Fletcher to step up and be that guy. And they they can't really stow him away again this year. They're going to have to cut him. And not a great situation. I don't know how many teams out there are going to be wanting to go pick up Thomas Fletcher if that does happen. But still, you you spend a six-round draft pick on a player who you thought would be your long snapper, I'm sure, for the next 10, 15 years, like J.J. Jansen has done here in Carolina, the oldest 
player on the team and longest tenured Panther. But so far, that has not worked out. I'm interested to see what it looks like now. Zane Gonzalez, I've heard, also has missed a couple kicks so far, and that's somewhat concerning. I have mentioned to you all that Zane has been up and down and up and down as a mess up my hat, and up and down, up and down, all that kind of stuff um, in his career. And the Panthers rewarded him with a new contract. My hope is that he continues to play well, as a kick well. So plenty of things to look out for coming up on Saturday as the Panthers have their first scrimmage down there at Wofford. If you can get out there, I think you can get out there. I'm, I'm sure it's open to the public. Go check it out because that will be um, a fun uh, little situation there on Saturday down at Wofford in Spartanburg, South Carolina. Uh, but that's going to wrap up this edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, hosted by yours truly, Julian Council. Again, guys, make sure to watch the show and subscribe to the show on the Locked On Panthers YouTube channel. And check us out wherever you get your podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and all the rest. Just rate, review, and subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. And be sure to follow me on Twitter, at Julian Council, because tomorrow is Friday, which means the weekly Friday mailbag is back here on Locked On Panthers, either at me or really just go ahead and slide in those DMs. Don't get crazy, though. At Julian Council, and I'll get to your question on Friday. Get to them in by at least 4 o'clock Eastern Standard Time here in the United States uh, so you get that question in. If not, it might come on the show next week or be on next week's edition of the weekly Friday Mailbag. In the meantime, y'all, take care, be safe, be happy, be whole. As always, keep pounding, and I'll talk to you on Friday. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.